Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We've got a really special guest and a longtime friend of mine, a Trip Kramer from Trip Advice. He's got a super successful YouTube channel, almost a million followers, an awesome podcast called How to Talk to Girls. That's and uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Everything's, do I sound good, by the way? Is it coming through this mic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I sound great. Okay, I like your cool. setup yeah. there, too. Thanks. Actually, it's funny. I'm, I'm going to get rid of that soon, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of got sick of it. Uh, I'm just going to paint over it gray. I liked it for a little bit, and now I'm over it. But, uh, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here, <laughs> yeah. man. It's been a long time. It's good to connect with you again. Yeah, man. We met in, what, 2008, right? Yeah, 2008. Um, Right around there. And uh, I'm humbled to say I was one of your first mentors, I think, in, in the dating space, right? You were. You um, were. <laughs> uh, running around LA and Hollywood. Um, maybe we can get into that in, in a little bit. But just, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're, th- you're a dating coach for shy guys, mm-hmm. um, which I can relate to a lot. I was terribly shy when I first got into this. But, um, you know, tell the listeners your story and how you Yeah, became, totally. Uh, yeah, so I'm so I'm 30. Just to give you a timeline, I'm 34 right now. So when I first got into learning about women and dating, I was in my early 20s. So I remember in college, it was really challenging for me to meet women. I was very shy. If anything ever happened with a woman, it was always if I was intoxicated and drunk, something like that, and kind of just would happen. Otherwise, it was few and far between. And I remember moving to Los Angeles and, and being very overwhelmed by the fact that there were so many women that you can meet, but not having any capabilities or what I didn't know at the time would be like a skill or, or the courage to be able to start conversations and, and talk to women. And, and at this time, we're talking 2007 when I moved to LA, there's no Tinder. There's online dating, which I tried like for a of month. Plenty of fish was the, was the big rage yeah, back then. Yeah, exactly. Match. And OkCupid, those are the hot ones. Right. Like even OkCupid was just coming up. So it was like plenty of fish and, uh, and like J-Date. And I oh, wasn't yeah. going as far as doing match or eHarmony because I was like a broke 22-year-old. I wasn't going to pay for that. You know, so I was just like, oh, so it was very frustrating. And I kind of, re- I had like a revelation in a way or a realization, I should say, kind of both. Uh, I was just like, I have to go out and, and learn how to meet women in person. Like this is my only way or else I'm going to be stuck either never meeting a woman or, uh, or just settling for something I didn't, I didn't like. So what I ended up doing was I found all this information online at the time, which is why people are probably finding this podcast and find me is like you go into Google and, and you can find stuff like information on how to meet women, which was mind blowing to me. I, you know, I never knew that there was information that could teach you this. And it was mainly in the form of PUA pickup stuff. Cause that's what was really hot at the time. Oh yeah. And so I was diving into that stuff and, and then like you'd find communities of people, guys who were learning it together and you can do, and there was meetups and guys going out together. So I got involved with a bunch of dudes who were going out consistently and working on themselves. It was like a, it was a personal development group for men. 
So it was funny because it wasn't just even about meeting women. It was just guys kind of tapping into, yeah, I want to meet women, but also guys talking about how do we have better lives? How do we be healthier? How do we uh, do better in our careers? All this stuff. So a lot of stuff like that was being talked about, but mainly the forefront of it was meeting women. And then I was, so I was going out a lot and trying to get rid of the fear of going up to women. I had really bad approach anxiety. So I would go out, I would spend hours and hours out sober in Hollywood trying to meet girls. And I had some really great nights. I had some really depressing nights. It was just like a mixture of everything. But through that, that crazy process, I learned a lot and was able to get over my fear. And, and then to bring you into this, what happened was in this process, I remember meeting you, we were just talking about it. We met at a club, but I remember, I think I knew you because you, you maybe spoke at an event that yeah. I was at or something like that. So I recognize you also have the same last name. So it was just kind of like, oh yeah, that, like I just remembered you. And then I remembered, it's like, it wasn't even an original idea. I remember hearing from someone else, like it's good to have mentors. It's good to have people who can help you or teach you. But at this point I'm broke. I'm again, 23 years old. I'm making no money and I couldn't afford anything. So I said, I will I'll intern for you for free. Like, would you be interested in that? And you said, yes, which was awesome. You're like, yeah, just come by, help out. And then as part of it, you can just be learning alongside the guys who are paying, but you'll help us out in terms of, you know, just getting everything set up and setting up the events and, and things like that. So, yeah. So I remember working with you and you were a huge help. I, I remember even still to this day, like taking lessons that I learned from you and teaching other guys. So I remember, and I know you're going to remember this because you used to say it all the time. You said, <laughs> uh, because you talk about inner confidence, like that's the key. Right. It's not just about, um, you said putting whipped cream on a piece of shit, <laughs> shit. right? It's like, if you don't have the confidence, if you don't like yourself, you, you don't have the self-esteem, yep. all the techniques in the world are not going to help you. And that was true. I never, I made sure to never steal that analogy though. Cause I was like, that's not, that's not me. That's not like that was yours. But I did take that concept and I have taught it and spread it out in terms of just like, yeah, you gotta, if you really want this to work long-term, like if you want it to be sustainable change and being an attractive, valuable guy, it starts from the inside out. So yeah, anyways. Sure. Thanks for the credit for that, by the way. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I learned that term? Um, I was golfing with my grandpa. I think I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, I had hit about 12 or 13 shots on a par five. And the 14th shot I hold out from 50 yards away. And he's like, you know what they call that? Whip cream on shit. Because you just made a, <laughs> a 15 on a par five. <laughs> and oh it just stuck God. with me. So, <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, it, it applies to dating a lot, a lot better than golf, I guess. So <laughs> that's um, <laughs> great. I think at the time when you were interning for us, we were doing a lot of uh, video work. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking back. I remember a few like getting you on camera a few times we had girls coming in and screaming at guys and dealing with sexual tension exercises um i think it was around that time right when you yeah. were in dinner yeah. yeah yeah so that was a lot of fun it, you just triggered in my mind i should probably start doing those again because i haven't done some of those crazy things in a while yeah um, <laughs> no it helps it helps i yeah. remember all of that um yeah no i remember that and so that wasn't back. Yeah. That was back in 2008, 2009. And, and I was just really dedicated to it. You know, I was just, yeah, so you were going out all the time, which is a huge key. Um, and I, I've seen you talk about that on, on your channel and stuff, just the importance of 
because that's that's how I got you know that's how I learned this stuff too was just consistently going out and pushing my comfort zone so tell us about that like what happened at, you know what was that next stage for you so I think so I saw it's a learning curve I saw fairly quick results but I was only seeing results with um like I wasn't really going after a lot of the women that I really wanted. So I started getting results and, and dating more and, and having fun and, and having one night stands and things like that. And that was all good. But I wasn't really getting the type of woman that I really was attracted to. So I remember I got into a relationship um, around this time and and then I remember getting out of that relationship and I was like, all right, I did the thing that I shouldn't have done. It's like, yes, I got into a relationship with a girl that I was interested in, but she wasn't what I would say was my perfect 10. And this mm -hmm. was, I mean, yeah, this is my back in 2011. Uh, so a while ago. And then after that, I just, I, I kind of like redid it. Like I went out again and put myself through the journey again to go out and meet women and just go through the whole process and kind of drill things over and over and over. And I take those concepts and that's what I teach guys. It's like, you kind of got to look at it like you're learning a sport or a hobby or a totally. skill. And it's mm -hmm. funny too, because you say that to people, like if you're ever like in conversation and people are like, what do you do for a living? You're like dating coach, like what does that entail? What do you do? And a lot of people, they don't like that. They don't like it. They, they're like, that's unnatural. Totally. Like, you know, I, like I, I hate telling people what I do because of that reaction a lot. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. a natural, and, I try, and, I, and then it goes into me, not that it should even matter because I believe in it, but I, you know, at least try to get them to see a different perspective. I'm like, well, you got to understand that, you know, if you're a guy and you're trying to learn how to meet women and you're maybe socially inept, or maybe you have autism or you're really shy or psychological, whatever, like whatever the issue is, but you are unable to meet women. I always ask them, I go, what would you say to them? That's it. Sorry. You got dealt, you got dealt a bad hand. Good luck. That mm -hmm. seems shitty. That seems terrible. It should just happen for you. For right. some guys, it just doesn't happen unless you're taking action. So you have to put it into some sort of process. You know, you have to do it. And they're like, well, what about these pickup lines? And you got guys saying the same stuff. I say, yeah, that's true. I do have certain openers. I do have certain things that guys might say. But at the end of the day, you need training wheels, right? So it's, it's yeah. not that you're going out and just repeating a bunch of routines, which I don't teach, but like, it's not that you're doing that. It's, you got to start somewhere because you don't know what you're doing when you're going out and talking to women. I had no idea. So you have training wheels. And what I tell guys and what I tell people is you go through the process of, of going out and practicing this stuff. Eventually, sometimes it's fast, sometimes it takes longer you will get comfortable with women. You will get comfortable with socializing. Because I do feel that deep down inside, everyone has that skill. We're social, you know, we're mammals. We're, 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 right. we're made to socialize and be with people, but it takes kind of scraping away at all the junk and getting down to just you being more comfortable. So what I've seen to be the best thing to do that, which is what I went through, I don't know, maybe you went through this, is going out and talking to so many people where you stop making it such a big deal in your head. Cause that's what I find with guys. They're just going out or they're not going out because they're scared of rejection. They don't know what to say, all this stuff. And it's only because they're getting in the way of themselves. 
Yeah. I like how you put that. You're making it a bigger deal than it really is. Cause that's, that's, I felt the same exact way you did. You know, it was like this big deal, you know, scared of this happening. It was, it's all in my head really. Cause when you go out you get rejected a few times, you're hanging out with your buddies. It's really not that big of a deal. Like you get over it really fast, but well, the thing it's is, that guys a, don't yeah. know that until they do it. Like you and I can say that cause we've been exactly. through it. So I try to tell guys like, even now, like I'm saying, like, I'm saying this to you, you won't understand it, but maybe it gives you a little bit of hope to get you out yep. there, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully practice this stuff. So, yeah. So tell me, uh, how long was that relationship that you got in? Cause I can relate to what you said a lot. I just, my entire kind of journey through this process has been, you know, single going out really like pushing my comfort zone and then kind of choosing some relationships that were probably unhealthy, kind of settled for them, and then kind of feeling like I had to backtrack and retool everything and start over. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, it's kind of destined to happen, I think, in, in obviously, you know, this is why you get into it to find an awesome girlfriend. But um, yeah, can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. I mean, yeah, that, that relationship was three years. And so for the past, I'd say um, eight years, I've been relationship, then single, 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 single relationship. So it's like single approaching, going out, dating, meeting women, meeting women, relationship. And then that's kind of the cycle, which is a normal cycle for most people. Um, yeah, that was, same. but what I would do is I would, what I was actually doing is cause I got pretty far in the, okay, this is how you approach meet women attraction and, 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 get dates and be able to go through that process. I feel like I kind of graduated that. And so my next journey was, well, now how do you find someone who's a good partner, right? It's like, how do you do that? So in and out of these relationships, I kept on getting a new education in terms of two things. One, A, how how does a successful relationship work? And then B, what kind of relationship am I looking for? And in that B, it's also like, what kind of woman is going to be best suited to be with me compatibility wise. And that's interesting process because you can teach part of that, which I do talk about, but Mm -hmm. you really have to go through relationships. And if you're looking for a relationship, I say for the guys looking for relationships, you have to go and get into relationships. That's, I mean, it's kind of like if you want to meet women, you got to go and approach. (laughs) It's really the same concept because you're not going to know really how relationships work or really what you're looking for in a relationship until you're in it. doesn't matter what I say, you say, anyone says a book you read, a course you take, you got to get, go through the experience. So I I was kind of going through that. That was like my relationship schooling. And I, I still think I'm going through it. I'm in a relationship now, but I'm still learning. I'm still perfecting. I'm still understanding. I don't think my education with women dating attraction relationships will ever end. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm just here to, try to help other guys who are wherever they are in their journey. One thing that, that happened for me was it's almost like this becomes so easy and natural and so easy to get more dates and meet more women, blah, blah, blah. It made it a struggle for me almost to get into a relationship or when I was starting relationships because at the first kind of hint or sign of things becoming difficult, I would just tell myself, well, she must not be you know, a good one <laughs> on to the next. You had um, super, super abundance <laughs> men- mentality. Yeah. To, to a point of, yeah. you know, you know, <laughs> to, not to a good point because looking back, I think it was my own um, 
this failure to realize like, okay, this is, I, you know, I'm not a victim to her shitty behavior. Like this is something that I'm creating and this is uh, something I need to work on. But I'm curious if you ever found yourself in that sort of headspace. Where, yeah, I mean, I've dated some women that, well, I, I remember I, I, I got into one relationship. Let's just say it was, it was, I wasn't paying attention to the red flags. Yeah. You know, uh, she was, she was a bad partner. There was a lot of highs and a lot of lows, which is what kept me in it. For many of the months, I considered myself in some cases like victim, like, oh, like, why is this happening to me? Or, um, you know, why is she doing this to me? And just kind of blaming her. But I'm the one who's staying in the relationship, right? You can always leave. Right. So that was a huge, a huge lesson. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just like anything. Like you, you can't blame external forces. You can only come back to yourself. But it's, you got to go through some crazy shit to kind of go to, to <laughs> make that realization. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's always the, the more I talk to guys like you and I, I've been seeing this kind of consistent problem where just the kind of the learning this process has made it a lot more difficult for them to be in a relationship. Um, mm. And almost mm. the, the thought of like, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? If I hadn't got into the first place and uh, you know, maybe luckily settled for a girl or met a girl on a park bench or whatever, kind of the bullshit that, that uh, you know, people spew out there as far as dating advice, they say, Oh, maybe I'd be happier. Um, but it's just kind of a recent yeah. trend I've noticed. So yeah, definitely no, not for that. So. But, I mean, know. yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it depends what you want, you know? I mean, I, I see it this way. For me, I see it as I have an abundant mindset, right? I know that, so I, I'm in a relationship right now, totally in love, great partner. I hope we're together for a very long time, maybe forever. But mm -hmm. I also know in the back of my head, that if it doesn't work out, I'm just throwing out hypothetical scenarios. She cheats on me. She breaks up with me. Uh, lightning strikes and she dies tomorrow. You know, like whatever it is that might pull her away. Yes, I'm a human. I will be sad. It will be upsetting. But I also know that I can meet other women. I also know that there are plenty of amazing women out there that I can be in a relationship with. So I you know, again, it all depends on what people want. I never force down people's throat. You should be in a relationship or you should be single or you should be in polyamory, uh, polyamorous relationships or open relationships. Like I don't care what people want. Everyone wants their own thing. But at the end of the day, what I do think every guy should have is the abundant mindset. So you do know that if it doesn't work out with the person that you're with, there is a hundred percent that there is someone else out there that's going to be just as good. You know, sure. a lot of guys, yeah. they get into relationships, they have the opposite problem, right? Is they have scarce mindset, scarcity mindset. So they get into a relationship and they freak out because they're like, they fall so in love that they are so with, so they fall in love combined with, they don't think that they can get someone else like them. Not because that person doesn't exist, but because really deep down inside, they feel like maybe this was luck. They don't yep. feel like they can, they don't have the skill set to go out and meet another woman, or they just don't feel they have the self esteem to be an amazing, that they feel that they're an amazing guy to attract another woman. Right. And so this caused problems. And usually 
that relationships like those end because you end up being so needy that the girl's unattracted by that point, right? Um, totally. But yeah, I, I think that whatever it is that you want, as long as you do have the abundant mindset. So for you, you know, like if I were coaching you, I mean, I would say sounds like a good problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is that you want or what you're looking for. But. Well, just, um, yeah, I've been just, I've gone down the path of having so many polyamorous relationships, um, just crazy sort of, you know, shit. did you read uh, The Truth by Neil Strauss? Yeah. 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 Like the stuff in there makes him look tame compared to like the shit I was up to um, for the past couple of years. Like, well, which, like what? Oh, just going to parties where you've got, you know, seven day orgies. Uh, 20 girls, six guys, um, living in model houses, uh, just traveling around with models and photographers and just, just living like a ridiculous life. Way too many drugs, way too many parties. Um, you know, like basically girls trying to have threesomes orgies with you getting woken up for, (laughs) it's just, it's just been insane. I don't know how else to put it. Um, but I was listening to a Dan Bilzerian interview where he was talking about like that becomes your new normal. And that did kind of become my new normal where I was not feeling kind of the, like I, I would need those experiences to feel anything, like happy which was a problem. Or, or exactly. Or yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, if you drive a, a Lamborghini every day, you're not going to get excited to get into, you know, a Porsche. Um, and I think it was a pretty unhealthy place to be, especially with all the partying and, and nonsense. So um, then, so. so then do you recommend that? No. So, 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 so um, well, let me, let me, let me say a guy wants a, like, what, what's your, I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what's your, um, what's your takeaway from that? So I'm sure it was awesome. Like you have great memories oh, yeah. and it was such a fun time, but it, now, now where are you with that? Yeah, it was, you know, I wouldn't change it how, how it happened, obviously. Um, I think the takeaway from that was one of the most amazing takeaways that I needed to have when I kind of got into this whole thing in the first place. And that was, you know, there's no more, there's nothing left on the bucket list when it comes to dating, sex, women. The only thing left is like the intimacy stuff and getting into a relationship and kind of exploring that. Um, as far as just crazy experiences and adventures, I've kind of checked all the boxes there and now... I kind of feel like I can sort of retire in a sense from that, um, which is a, it's a nice feeling because I was running around the world traveling constantly, you know, spending crazy amounts of money on these experiences. And, um, you know, I, I saw a lot of crazy shit happen to other people that were involved and some bad stuff obviously can happen, um, you know, with all the, with all the partying. So I think for, you know, to, to other guys, and it definitely has an effect on, just on your mental health, on your physical health, um, on your business career, of course. So I think it was an experience that, um, like if you really feel like you need to have that experience and you go out and create it, I think you'll feel some sense of accomplishment. And, and, um, and, and also I think there was a little bit of like, uh, I hate to word the, I hate to use the word addiction and stuff like that, just because it gets kind of misconstrued and thrown out there a lot too easily, I think, but there's definitely some sort of addictive behavior in there that I kind of went overboard with yeah. and that had the, the negative repercussions. You, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of this stuff is addictive behavior. I don't even think about 
what you went through. I think approaching women could be an addictive behavior. I think anytime we're seeking validation or seeking something that makes us feel happy, you know, I mean, what you went through was definitely um, like on another level, it sounds like, you know, like you were having crazy experiences, but I think it's all relative. I think that you got to be careful no matter where you're at, you know, like it's always, it can always be addictive. It can even be addictive when you're in relationships, by the way, because you're seeking little happiness. Um, spikes. Or, 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 yeah. spikes, exactly. That's mm-hmm. yeah, or releases of dopamine in the relationship itself, you know? Okay. And I think yeah. if you want to come more full circle, what we're talking about here is that the only, and this is a, this is a challenge, but the only way to be, really content or fulfilled or consistently and sustainably happy is by not needing any of it and being just okay with who you are and what you have easier said yeah, than sure. done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause it feels yeah, so man. good to, <laughs> to do all that, all their fun stuff and the crazy experiences you had, but. Um, well, that's kind of what I, I focused on. You know, I, I wrapped up this crazy kind of party lifestyle in the end of 2018 and 2019 for me was a lot of meditation, a lot of, you know, introspective work, um, kind of doing the opposite, working, not partying, saying no to things that, you know, I'd be crazy to say no to before. Um, and you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's the validation part of it that is really the, the dangerous thing, I think. Um, but it's, it's also, it's, it's funny. I was, uh, someone was saying like, oh yeah, all, all guys that get into dating and pick up become like validation hunters for women. I'm like, well, Okay, maybe you could say that, but uh, I think any guy on the planet will, you know, you kind of use women to to measure where you're at in a sense. Like if you don't get validation from any beautiful women, you, you might have to ask yourself, all right, like <laughs> I might be a piece of shit. Like I might be doing a lot of things wrong, but you, I guess the, the, the thing is you don't need it, right? It's, you see that it's there, but not needing it or not seeking it would be the, uh, the more healthy mindset to have. Yeah, exactly. And how, and like, you know, pure Buddhist mentality and how many people are there just because you're not doing mass approaching, cold approach, pickup, that doesn't mean you're still a person who's not seeking validation. It's just, you can, you can see it more clearly with guys who are doing that stuff. But yeah, you have to be careful. You have to be careful. It's like you go through this process of learning all this stuff and then the advanced level is like unlearning it in in a way. Right. You know, because I don't know if you can, I'll just say, I think it's really hard to get to the point of not going through these experiences and just being like, okay, with who you are. I just think that's really hard. So I say, you know what? This is like the non-PC route, but go out. Yeah. Get the validation, seek it, get it, have fun, have lots of sex, date lots of women, you know, do whatever you can do to then realize you know what? Like it's all very um, temporary. Yeah. All temporary the way it makes you feel because you're always going to be searching for more. But I think you have to go through that to realize it. Yeah. I, I think that's really well said. It's kind of like the way I look at it is, you know, you can choose to play this game and think of it as a game. Um, not, not meaning like the game, but just as, as something you're doing that you enjoy gamifying yeah. it. Right. And 
have the awareness to not get completely sucked into it to the point where you think it's the only thing that matters in life. You realize, okay, it's just a game I'm choosing to play. Like I could go out and I could play the business game or I could play the, you know, the different sort of relationship game. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah. And I wanted to ask you um, kind of transition a little bit into the business stuff. Cause um, yeah, man, you, you have a huge following. Um, at what point did you really kind of get serious uh, and, and go from, all right, I'm going to, you know, how'd you kind of make the transition from student to coach, um, to, you know, influencer, I guess you could say. I think some of the big transitions was I started to get to the point where I'll say this. I wasn't like, Oh, now I'm at the point where I'm like a master pickup artist and I can meet any girl and all this stuff. But I got to the point where I was significantly better than where I was. Yeah. Like huge leaps. In, in, in my personal journey in terms of being able to have the skill to go out and, and approach women and get dates, et cetera. And so when I got to that point, if I'm, now I'm looking back at it. This is not what I was thinking in the, in the moment, but now looking back at it, I feel like there was a transition where I started to give advice to my friends or to people I would meet. So now I'm the person who's taking my experiences or just combining things I've learned, like things I learned from you and whoever else, and just kind of making it my own recipe and then dishing out that advice. And then when that happened, I started a podcast that doesn't exist anymore with a buddy of mine. And cause I was giving him advice one day and he's like, yeah, this is really good stuff. Why don't we start a podcast for fun? And I said, okay. I said, well, you know, what is this, what does this look like? And he's like, I don't know, we'll just do it and see what happens. And I was like, okay, fine. So we just did it. And I was giving advice on there. And it's funny because I listened back to those episodes. I was like, okay, that's okay advice. But you know, now I've been doing it for so long that I've refined it so much, but I was giving advice and it was working. Like guys were seeing results from it. And so I had this moment where I said, I really love this stuff. I loved what I went through with my journey it's so fun to help other guys and see their eyes just kind of light up and, and see their revelations. I said, this is it. Like, this is what I got to be doing. Like, this is, I could, I could talk about this forever. And it's funny because now after starting the business nine years ago, yeah, sometimes I'm, I, it, it's kind of annoying repeating yourself with the same advice, but like, I still love it so much. So it definitely felt right in that moment. So then I started trip advice. I said, okay, well, I'll call it trip advice. And this is 2011. And the podcast ended because my friend moved out of the California and he went and did something completely different. So I needed a new way of marketing myself. I said, well, how are people going to find out? And I thought, well, I'll just do another podcast. Unfortunately, at that time, I just didn't know how to start a podcast. There's a lot of things you need to go through and a lot of equipment that you need. And I didn't really have those resources. So I went to the next thing, which was just video. I was like, okay, well, I'll, I know how to make a video. I know how to use a camera. I'll start a YouTube channel. So I started a YouTube channel, not the one that's out today, a completely different one that bombed. I put so much work into it. It was like a dating advice variety show kind of thing that just didn't really take off. So I said, okay, well, now what? I should probably start another YouTube channel, but I'll be way more simple this time. I'll just look in the camera and I'll be like, all right, here's the advice based on whatever topic. Da-da-da. There you go. So then I started that channel. And what's funny is today people think that 
I started that for fun and then became a dating coach. A lot of people don't realize that. No, no, I was, I, I labeled myself as a dating coach and used YouTube as a platform to get clients and attention and things like that. So I've been putting out videos on YouTube every week since 2012. And I was not a pioneer in doing that, by the way. It wasn't like some people say, oh, it sounds like you were one of the first people to do that. No wonder it grew so big. Like, no, I had plenty of competition. Right. Um, I had the same amount of competition then that if someone were to get in now, it would be the same. Yeah. It would be the same. So like Mm -hmm. at that point, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot of those people are still around, but, but I just did it anyways and put out videos and just learned how to create videos that people wanted to, to watch and based on things that people wanted to learn answering their biggest questions. And then after a while, if you're doing that right, you'll see things snowball and, and then it just, it just took off and just haven't stopped since. How much, um, you know, you, you hear people talk about overnight successes and it's never the case. It's always, you know, very focused work (laughs) for many, many years. And then you kind of see that huge, you know, bump in success or whatever. Um, so is that kind of in line with, with what you experienced? Cause it sounds like you put in just a lot of consistent work. Yeah, there, wrote, there, you know? it, it was like, it's kind of a combination of both. Mm-hmm. There was a marking point where things did turn around and, and my business started to grow fast, but to get to that point, it took two years of not making any money or getting any generating any uh, attention at all. So from going from like zero to making, um, you know, a a significant bump in revenue, it did kind of happen with a change that I made. I invested in someone to help me with how do you present your, um, like, how do you sell your product? Like, how do you get people interested in, in, in dating advice? And how do you get people to actually want to invest in themselves? So I learned that whole strategy and then just started implementing that. At the Mm -hmm. same time, I was already building a YouTube channel. So it's like I had some attention, but I had no way of creating a business out of it. So then I, so with all the work creating the attention, then I'm learning how to finally get people to want to invest in coaching. And then finally that came together. And then in 2013, it just started to take off. But now but it, it's always a new struggle with every, with every year that you want sure. your business. Depends how big you want to be. Like when, when was Amazon successful? You could ask, well, there's probably a million <laughs> different marking points that they right. were huge and successful. They're opening, you know, cause they just kept on spiking up and down and spiking up. You know what I mean? So there, I have a tremendous yeah. amount of those in my business, but, but yeah, once I started combining, getting the attention with learning how to get people to want to invest, then it started to work out. So it was kind of in like a month moment that that happened, but so many things needed to line up to get to that point. It wasn't a lottery ticket, you know, right. where that's just, you buy the lottery ticket and then you win and boom, you know? So um, have you ever heard of any overnight success? I'd be curious. I'm sure there's maybe one out there too, but I just don't see how it's possible, you know? Yeah. Uh, not that I can think of. I don't know anyone. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it's funny, like, like 
Gary well, actually, Vee. my ex-girlfriend is kind of like that, but not really. She, um, when I was dating her um, a couple of years ago, she had, I think, 5,000 followers on Instagram. And then uh, we broke up and she went on a trip with one of the biggest um, influencers on Instagram. And then six months later, she had 3 million followers. So that mm. <laughs> is pretty close to uh, an overnight success. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, she had to do a lot of work just to kind of get in that position to be on those trips and to get involved with. Exactly. Know, she wasn't walking know. around one day and someone just said, Hey, come with me on this trip. And she said, okay. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't see all that work that goes into it. Right. But yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of work. I mean, that's a lesson I still have to hammer in my head. Like if you want success at every different next stage of whatever you define as success, it's a lot of work and a lot of, of hours that go into it. It's just yeah. inevitable. So. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've really kind of, I had this weird kind of experience in the business where, you know, when you were interning for me, I was working really hard and then it was growing. And then like, I would kind of go into the more of like the, I guess you can call it not, not really partying stage, but just getting kind of getting focused on other things and uh, kind of as we talked about before, you know, it doesn't take long for your, your business to kind of start declining when you're not giving it the attention. When you're not innovating and you're not growing, you're, you're dying, right? So It's like no one's ever said this before. Maybe they haven't. I never heard. But it's a plant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a plant. If, if you don't water it, it dies. And so yeah. I think a business is, is like a plant. It can, yeah, you can now water it for like a week and it should be okay. But eventually it will start to decline. And, um, and so there's no such thing as like, you know, all that bullshit that you hear about the make passive income and da, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> four hour work week. Like you could, you could maybe, and make like a small amount of money, but even that will eventually die if you're not even giving that water, you know, but if you want to be really successful and grow something really big and really change things and, and, uh, you, you need to put a lot of work into it and it doesn't stop unless you stop. Yeah, I agree. But it, it's, um, you know, I, I, I tell, tell guys all the time, they're kind of, I think it's a process that anyone can kind of go through what you and I did, which was, we just found something we were really passionate about, started putting out content around it. And you eventually, as long as you, as, as long as you're still interested and passionate about the project and you're smart enough to, to follow some mentors, you can usually make some money at it and you could be a big success if you're willing to put in the work. And you don't have to settle for some job that you hate or, you know, work in some career that's unfulfilling. Um, and you're a perfect example of that with, you know, what you, how you build up your business. So, um, yeah, man, I started yeah. from nothing. I started yeah. from absolutely nothing. And, uh, and all the growth that I've seen in any of my areas was never overnight. It was always steady, 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 but it just takes, takes years. So that's just the name of the game. Sometimes yeah. it sucks and sometimes uh, it's awesome, but. And just, just like with dating and women too, you like you, I feel like you uh, kind of, it's, it's the peaks and the valleys, but hopefully the trend is, <laughs> is upwards as long as you're still willing to put in the work and find the right mentors and, and, uh, and not quit. Um, and not quit and learn from your mistakes. That's the formula. Yeah, exactly. There, this is my theory in, in terms of dating advice. Mm-hmm. The demand is still there, but 
to monetize it is getting more challenging. Yeah. Because there's a lot of free stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's a challenging space to monetize anyways. You're selling dating advice. Yeah. It's tough you know, to advertise so. as well on a lot of these platforms. Exactly. It's tough to advertise. Yeah. YouTube's cracking down. A bunch of channels got removed. Yeah. I noticed so, that. So I'm just thinking like any day my channel can get removed and it just, it ha- got, you can't have your business standing on one leg. You know, so exactly. I have the podcast too, which is helpful. But hey, you never know. I don't know what's going to happen in this PC world. They might take down podcasts, YouTube channels. Like, you never know what's going to happen. So you just can't rely on one traffic source. Hopefully, totally. you can buy. Um, but you know, clearly, there's the challenge in buying because you got to make sure it converts. So, yeah, I even got my my Facebook account was randomly like just disappeared. A couple weeks ago. Yep. I've heard <laughs> like, that from people. People told me that's happened. I'm like, ah, oh, just. I posted nothing. I, you know, I don't even post on normal Facebook really. I only use it for my, uh, my continuity program. And I have no reason why. I, I took some steps to get it back and they reactivated it three days later. But I was like, oh, great. Shut down my business. Sweet. <laughs> I mean, not totally. Obviously, I can move it to yeah. Slack or something, but huge fucking problem, obviously. So. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. That sounds stressful. That's yeah, man. Um, in the digital world, nothing's safe. You got to spread out your stuff. That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm learning here. It's, you know, this culture is just, it, it sucks. Cause you know, all it's ruining it for the guys like us who are just trying to teach guys good things. Like, you know, we're not right. doing anything like shady or manipulative. Like we're just teaching good stuff. But of course there's other people out there who's, I don't know. It just it's ruining it for us, or just the high sensitivity these days with sex. Oh, the sensitivities, you know, all the Me Too stuff, and just all the the craziness. I mean, here in Kiev, I don't experience any of that, obviously. But yeah, um, when I go back to the U.S., it's like palpable. It's um, you know, it's it just the the you know how political everyone is, and everyone's talking about stuff, and yeah. you get an Uber, and the guy's going on a diatribe about this and that and the other, and you're just like, fuck, man. So. I know I got guys who are like, how do I, how do I maneuver, you know, this like through the me too movement now and dating. And I'm just thinking like, wow, I can't believe you're asking that question. It's a good question. I actually just the podcast on it. I'm just like, don't worry. Like you don't have to do anything. Like you're not sexually harassing yeah. women and exactly. you're not doing anything wrong. But, the, but, but the point is, is that we, some guys are like thinking that they're not even allowed to talk to girls anymore. And it's like, no, you can talk to girls. Just don't rape them. which you're not going to do anyway because you wouldn't be asking that question if you were you know what i'm saying exactly like it's just crazy (laughs) um so tell us uh what kind of products do you have out there and how can guys find you connect with you yeah for sure well if you so i have a few things i have some courses i have a book and I have coaching, so it depends on kind of what level you want to go to. If you're just kind of interested and you never heard of me before, you're, you, you relate to some of the information, getting my book, Magnetic, on Amazon, also my website, would be good. If you want to get more involved and you want to really take going out and approaching to the next level, you might want to get a course. I have Hooked, which is at getterhooked.com. And then if you are already kind of doing this or you feel that you want bigger jumps and you want faster success in meeting women, you can get coaching. 
And then there's a tab on my website for coaching as well. So everything I just mentioned, you go to tripadvice.com, trip of two Ps, you'll find everything there. So links to my courses, book, coaching, as well as links to my YouTube channel, podcast, Instagram. So there's a lot on there and there's just a lot of different ways to enter through in terms of what you're looking for. But tripadvice.com would be the best place to go. Awesome, man. Well, dude, it's always a, a pleasure to, to chat with, with my long lost brother. Yes. <laughs> the Kramer brothers. Yes. So thanks so much for coming on and, uh, and yeah, great to have you. Appreciate thanks, it. Man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.